Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast, where we believe marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Well, welcome back to Marketing Should Be Fun. My name is Austin Savage, and I'm here with my friend and business partner, Kelsey Zarko. Kelsey, how is your 2023 starting? It is starting so great. Last week was a little bumpy. This week, all childcare and health things have gone according to plan, and I am here and ready. <laughs> was it your kids who were... I forget. Was it your kids who were sick last week? One kid was sick, and one kid's school was canceled. And so things got a little hairy, but you know, you yeah, just do that's what you got to do. That is a lot. That's a little crazy, especially the first week of the year when you're like, okay, we're going to get you know a, a nice like start to the year, and then... Yeah. No. <laughs> but I feel like this week is my official first week of the year, so we're going to count it as such. Totally. I like it. All right. Well, we have uh, an exciting episode ahead uh, today. We're going to talk about um, six commitments for effective content marketing in 2022. Um, Just things that I think uh, people who do want to do content marketing or who are already doing it should sort of uh, focus on as uh, they are approaching this year. Um, But before we jump into that, of course, we need to have a quick this or that uh, to battle it out between our perspectives. (laughs) And I'm curious if they'll be the same on this one. But an easy one, a little bit of a softball, especially for you. I know that you're a reader. uh, And if you would like to share any of your top books this year, you totally can with this uh, question. But fiction or nonfiction? Oh, Fiction. We haven't done this one before, have we? We haven't. No, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like paper, you know, backs versus ebooks or something. And yeah. Anyway, I love this question. I just did a whole blog post on my favorite books of 2022. Okay. So you can go to KelseyZarko.com to read that. <laughs> my little infomercial. Um, love it. No, I love fiction. No, fiction is, I think they're both valuable. Fiction is way easier for me to read. I can fly through a fiction book. Yeah. Nonfiction, I have to make myself do the whole like read 10 pages every day thing. Totally. Um, so yeah, I love just the story of it all and getting lost in like a, yeah, a good fiction read. I what are am, you going to say? I'm right there with you. Oh, I okay. am currently reading through, oh, what is it called? Um, Range, which is a nonfiction okay. book. And it, it's just like every time I read a nonfiction book, it just takes me so long. And I feel like mm-hmm. my brain just gets so tired by it. Mm-hmm. It's good, I think, sometimes because like I obviously learn things, but yeah. I just love like story. And it's just so fun to like, I just love fiction. So yeah, mostly and recently, mostly like fantasy stuff. I think that mm-hmm. that's kind of fun as well yeah because so. with your dungeons and dragons creation <laughs> when i taught second grade i don't know if a lot of our listeners know this i was a teacher for several years um we would like teach our kids to pick out like both kinds of books like fiction and nonfiction oh. were both important because it works different parts of your brain but i think fiction like the fact that we both love stories feeds right totally. into like talking about marketing because humans just love to be part of a story and you know there's so much there that you can go into on making yeah. your content, you know, read like something that invites people in versus like a factual encyclopedia. Totally. It's so much more interesting. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. It draws you in in a different way. Yeah. I think, or at least for us, maybe we're the, mm-hmm. maybe we're the oddballs. Who knows? We'll have to but. pull the audience on social. So don't forget to go follow us over there this year. We'll give you the podcast questions you can answer. I love it. All right. Jump into today's topic. Six commitments for effective content marketing in 2023. And like I said, these are just things. This is not, you know, all encompassing on content marketing strategy, all of those things. But really, as we look at, uh, 
especially even like the client work that we are able to do uh, the most effective partnerships for and, you know, really kind of make momentum on. I think it is people who are kind of bought into some of these uh, commitments as well. Um, and so I thought it was just kind of a good way to uh, kick off the year. So yeah, any prefaces that you have, Kelsey? Otherwise, we'll jump into uh, number one. Let's do it. Let's okay. Get, get right in there. Number one, the first commitment for effective content marketing is to commit to play the long game. Uh, Kelsey, what does that bring to mind for you? I think for me, it brings to mind just like settling in for the process and knowing it's going to be, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. You know, we've all seen those memes and graphics on Instagram where it's like, progress does not look like this with this, you know, arrow up. It's up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's the same thing on your marketing, you know, perspective. And so knowing Mm -hmm. that you have to stay for a while to see that upward trend happen and to, you know, you don't make a relationship with someone in in 30 minutes, like it's time spent together. And so you've got to spend time with your audience and whatever place that is that's Mm -hmm. what i think of totally yeah i think like this is one of the hardest ones uh i think for a lot of people and it makes sense like especially for um like growing or newer businesses especially like it is Mm -hmm. hard to kind of play the long game um on a lot of your efforts because you really do need some of those quick wins but when it comes to content marketing when i think of playing the long game it's almost just like allowing people to be human like it's just like Mm. not expecting a non-human response from the people that you are trying to reach right like yeah somebody might need 30 podcast episodes before they actually like connect with you in the way that they feel comfortable reaching out for your service or they might need you know somebody might need one week and somebody else might need two years um, before they build enough trust with you and it's really just trusting them i think enough as well to build trust with you as uh, you know time goes on so mm-hmm. um, it's really important and we see that i think when clients or just even before they started work, working with us like when people have played the long game that like momentum snowball is just it's so real uh yeah. for so many people and that's important yeah i think too you need to remember that your business is a long game too like you don't want yeah. a business that you're gonna i mean most of us don't want a business where we're going to achieve all of our goals in the first year. And then like, then you're like, okay, what do I do now? There's a little <laughs> bit more longevity to it. And so, yes, you know, things shift and change and, you know, both of us are doing different things than we did right totally. out of college or whatever, but all of those things kind of fed together as part of that long game. So you've got to just let life take its time. Yeah, it's very true. All right. So number one was commit to play the long game. Number two, uh, which is similar, all of these are similar, but commit to provide value uh, above mm-hmm. all else. Kelsey, I'm going to throw this one to you first as well. Yes. Um, what does that remind you of? I love this one. I think it is a, you know, it definitely plays together, but this is a unique one because um, this is how you build trust with your audience. You yeah. think about the people that you follow or that you listen to or that, you know, I get 400 emails in my inbox every day, but there's totally. three that I'm like, I'm going to sit down with my coffee and read this one because right. I like it. Mm-hmm. And so it's because those people are providing value. Now, value can look so different to everyone. Sometimes value yeah. is this made me laugh or sometimes it's this taught me something or sometimes it's right. this made me feel something. Um, but you, if you show up ready to serve and give to your audience and really 
think about like, what do they need or how can I help them or how can I connect with them versus like, how can I be a billboard to them? That's such a different tone and people can see right through that. So that's what I think of when I think about providing value above all else and providing value, meaning think about your people too, your audience as how you can serve them instead of sell to them. They're going to do the same thing. In fact, you're going to be more effective selling to them if you're serving them and providing value. Um, But there's a big difference in accounts that, you know, show up to do that versus like, here's our product. Please buy it. Thank you. And goodbye. Nobody wants that. Totally. It's so interesting because occasionally, right, you do need to talk. You have to talk about your product or your service in your content, right? You want people to be aware. But I do think that sometimes this second one is almost a response to the first one is when people don't feel comfortable with playing that long game, they almost respond to that with, well, then we need to be like really salesy in our content and always be talking about, you know, the newest offer or, you know, how people can sign up, uh, you know, for our service or how people can reach out for a complimentary consultation or, you know, like whatever it is. Um, and it, it hinders them, um, in the long run and kind of like hinders the momentum that they can create because they aren't focusing as much on that trust. They're really focusing on, you know, that what they want, uh, from, um, their audience. And that's something you really want to be careful with because that, intention uh, like Mm -hmm. comes across very clearly to your audience and you want to make sure that you are treating their attention that they are Mm -hmm. uh, giving you with respect and care um, as they are kind of following along with your content. Mm -hmm. I think when you swing to the other side of that too, you can provide value by someone to someone by showing them exactly how to buy something. So some people, you know, we see in our clients, they're like, I don't really want to promote anything. Well, sometimes I literally will go to an account or, you know, like a website and be like, tell me exactly like what products do I add that you've been telling me about and like make this super easy for Mm -hmm. me. So sometimes there's a way there should be a way to provide value to people in what you're promoting too. Totally. Yeah, it's kind of creating content at different stages of the journey as well as like mm-hmm. being uh, aware that, you know, some people are ready for that decision and yeah. then the majority of people are not. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of moving people through uh, that journey. That's really important yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Love it. This is another favorite one uh, for you, Kelsey. But number three <laughs> is to commit to a sustainable rhythm. And I keep throwing these to yes. you first, but I'm going to keep doing it. So uh, That's what right. does that bring to mind We're both for you? chatting about them. Yeah. Sustainable rhythm. This is a great thing to be thinking about too, as you're at the beginning of the year, thinking about your content marketing strategy this year. Mm-hmm. What can you keep up with? That's really what it comes down to. Yep. Um, almost all of our clients, you know, maybe have come to us because they don't feel like they can keep up with it themselves. They mm-hmm. want to get content off their plate. And we are super happy to do that for them. Yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, at a stage where you're creating content yourself or -hmm. there's parts of what you're doing, you, you need to be consistent. And so we'll probably come up with, you know, talk about consistency later, but being able to do something that you can keep up with sustainably will build trust with your audience because you can keep showing up for them. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this with our clients too, even if they are, you know, working with us, we still find sustainable rhythms that we can share content with them. I was just reading something on Instagram this morning about how like we, you do not have to post every single day and how sometimes the algorithm doesn't even like that. I mean, people need time to like digest and take in your content. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to be like a walking, you know, firing off a billboard every five seconds this year. What can you do that you can keep up with that you can find joy in? Because people are going to know if your content is like, if you're stressed and you're not having fun, the whole, you know, title of our podcast is marketing should be fun. So what can you do that's consistent that you can keep up with and find joy in? 
Yeah, you get to bring people value about, you know, whatever it is that you are interested in. And that should be very fun, especially if it is, Mm -hmm. you know, a a service or or a project or a brand that you are passionate about. Um, I think it, you know, this like fits in perfectly with this being our first episode of 2023, because like, it's not just when the new year rolls around. But I think oftentimes, people get these like whims of like, I want to like, go like go as hard as I can mm-hmm. like in yeah. building my brand. And so they're like, I'm gonna post twice a day, every single day for, you know, the whole year. Or like, you know, these crazy kind of goals where they end up doing these short sprints that like do nothing in the long run. And so, you know, they might post twice a day for two weeks and then it kind of fizzles out and then they start to feel like down that they didn't keep up with the goal that they had set and then they end up kind of doing nothing and it would be better in the long run to say well actually like i am going to commit to maybe a lower rhythm i'm just gonna post maybe three four times a week um Mm -hmm. and stick to that for the entire year that will create a lot more momentum for you in the long run and prove to your audience that you are consistent um in showing up for them Yeah, we do this too, as like our own, you know, business owners, we just had a conversation about like, what can this, you know, podcast look like consistently for us and how we can stay committed to that. So we are right in it with you. Totally. And that's one of the reasons too, that, you know, for a lot of our clients, like in the, like talking about social specifically, but Mm -hmm. um, even beyond that, you know, talking about uh, any service that we provide, we often will almost like talk some of our clients down from some of the rhythms that they want to just so that we are all able to kind of stick to what is set is like we always tell new clients that we would rather you stick to two podcast episodes for the whole year than try to do a weekly show maybe at this point that's pretty busy for you and get stressed out by it and want to quit in three months like we want to create those sustainable rhythms um that's just something that's very important so Mm -hmm. And I think you meant two podcasts a month for the whole year. Not that we would tell a client to only do two podcast episodes in an entire year. Yeah. Oh, did I say that wrong? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I knew what you meant. Just for our listeners. I mean, you can do two podcast episodes a year, but two a month would be much more recommended. (laughs) (laughs) What's my sustainable rhythm? Um, One podcast a year, I think. Let's just do that. Right. That's consistency. Love it. No, maybe. I guess there could be a whole brand built around that. The one podcast a year show. That that would be very interesting. Talk about making things exclusive. Yeah. Not sure that's the best strategy. I'm just kidding. All right. uh, So number three is commit to a sustainable rhythm for you. And then number four is commit to balancing quality and quantity. I know that we have covered this on a previous episode um, at some point, but what does that balance look like uh, to you, Kelsey? Yeah, I think we talked about this when I visited. Uh, I recently got to go speak at a college to That's their marketing right. class. Yeah. And a student asked me this question. They said, which one do I, you know, prioritize quality or quantity? And I gave them the annoying answer of both. Right. Um, but I think you you hold them in both hands and you don't let one of them, you know, totally drive the train. We mm-hmm. always want to put out quality content. That's important. You know, we don't. We all sometimes have spelling mistakes and things like that. But like you want a well-written piece that people can interact with without any friction. And that maybe looks visually appealing to them. But at the same time, you're talking to humans. And so not everything has to be glossy and perfect. Mm -hmm. I just I'm going to talk about everything that I read this morning, apparently. But I just read another post on Instagram this morning that (laughs) like 
Photoshop and completely, you know, edited life is out and really like some of that raw grittiness is in. And I think especially after the past few years, we've just had as a collective like society, Mm -hmm. we just want human connection and realness and authenticity. So there's a way to show authenticity and to show like that unfiltered life and like your own stories and just being raw with people, Mm -hmm. but still doing it in a way that like, maybe your video is set up correctly and like you typed your sentences right. So that's kind of how I hold the balance, especially when I'm approaching things from the social side of, you know, our clients and thinking through their vision that way. Yeah. I just um, shared a video to YouTube about quality and content marketing. And I shared a couple examples of like, there was one video from Gary V where the whole video he had started, he was talking about something and somebody like had come up to him to ask him a question and he like dropped, he dropped his phone. So the mm. video was of his pant leg, but you oh, could hilarious. hear the conversation. Uh, yeah. and you know, it got a ton of engagement, a ton of traction, but it was a video of his jeans, like, you know, nothing, uh, of interest. Um, and it's just really interesting because that is, I mean, that is how people connect, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they, connect with you in a deeper way than, you know, how you are shaping this specific thing to show them or, you know, for them. Um, and I think that that's important to remember when it comes to your content marketing strategy is that you do right. Want to give people that quality content, but we just have to redefine a little bit of what that quality means that it isn't just about presentation. It also is like, what's in that content? Like what is the message that you're sharing? Um, because that also influences how high of quality uh, that piece is to your audience. I think um, sometimes we also compare our quality to other people's quality Mm -hmm. and you have to let yourself, we're going to get to this in a minute, but you have to let yourself be you too. And what your quality is, is different than someone else's. Like I do not, I type in run on sentences. Like my voice when I type is very different than maybe how I would type for a client of ours or something. And so mm-hmm. you've got to find that place where you still feel like yourself when you're doing something of quality and you don't yeah. need to, you know, sound like a dictionary or you don't need a professional video shoot. Like people love to, I get the most interaction in my stories where it's literally me being like, make this lunch with me here. I am in my slippers. And so there's that right. balance too, of your quality of your yourself and being who you are authentically. Totally. And I mean that overfocus on, quality kind of sometimes comes down to insecurity as well. Mm. And I think part of that journey to being able to balance quality and quantity is recognizing that, you know, you are secure in who you are or that you are secure in who your brand is. So to show kind of the real side of both of those things isn't a threat to, you know, you and how people perceive you. It actually is a benefit um, to how you can connect and build trust uh, with your audience. So really fun, but sometimes tough balance to play to set a rhythm. Like we said, that's sustainable and stick to it uh, and not over focus on quality so much that it hinders your ability to stick to that rhythm as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. So good. That whole thing, mic drop, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. So number four is commit to balancing quality and quantity. Number five Commit to being a human. Kelsey, you added this one to the list. Tell us about it. Yeah. I feel like I just went on a soapbox about it in the last point, but I think this is just the trend I'm seeing, especially on social right now. People are over just like the glitz and the glamour and the perfect, and they just want to know you and know who you are and connect with you. We've been, you know, isolated and apart from each other a lot in the last few years. And so people want 
to know you. And especially like if you are a brand, I mean, we see this a lot with clients. We work with clients who are their own brand, like a personal brand. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, people who are representing a bigger brand and there's more people on their marketing team or more people on their leadership team, but somehow still humanizing that so that people Mm -hmm. can still connect to the brand in a human way. And they know there's people there and there's personality and there's, you know, unique things about that. Um, it's a unique, journey to walk. And it's, you know, something that we really enjoy helping our clients do, but they, people just want to be human and want to, well, they are human and they want to connect with other humans. And so putting that in your social strategy, I think is more important. It's always been important, but it's just something I'm really seeing a lot of people um, prioritize this year. And it's kind of getting a lot of that focus on social um, right now. And so keeping that in mind. Totally. I was just talking to my wife the other day about AI, which like is, you know, obviously like a big conversation piece yeah. uh, today. And, you know, we were talking about chat GPT, like, and just mm-hmm. like the crazy, you know, stuff that you can do. But it's interesting. She was just like, you know, she's not involved in like marketing and stuff like that, really. But she was like, it's so weird because like hearing about stuff like that, she said, I just feel like nothing is real anymore. You know, mm. she was like, how do you know what's real? Um, and in some ways, right. Obviously, that's a a conversation for a different time, but it is a good reminder that like people are searching for that kind of real connection uh, between them and you, whether again, you are marketing for a brand or a, you know, personal brand. Um, That, that connection piece and that sort of human aspect of what you do is very, very important. Um, not only to build trust, but also to set you apart in some ways from yeah. uh, what a lot of other brands uh, will kind of inherently do. Um, we were just having a, a conversation with one of our clients as well. Um, and they run a uh, mental health brand. They have a lot of different therapists and, and things like that. And, you know, it was really interesting. We were talking to them about how it's almost hard to like they don't want it to be true that the content that connects the best for them is when we do like team introductions and uh you know when there's like a person like on a video giving a tip rather than maybe that same tip being on a like reel that we put over you know like a stock video or uh, a graphic that we create like as we look back on uh, what has connected for them as we have supported them, it is that just human focused content. And it's just a great example of people crave that. People want yeah. that even more than maybe that high design content or, you know, some mm-hmm. of those other things, especially um, for their brand specifically. But I think that kind of carries over to a lot of other people's brands as well. Totally. Totally agree. So number five is commit to being a human. Really, really important in how well you can connect with your audience. Number six is to commit to selling through trust. Um, This for me comes back to kind of this whole perspective of content marketing and really kind of carries over from number one as well, which was commit to playing the long game. Um, But when you commit to selling through trust, especially for content marketing, you're not expecting something from content marketing that it's not built for or that it's not kind of created for, right? Like you don't want the same outcomes from your content marketing efforts that you're expecting from your advertising uh, efforts or, you know, anything like that. You really want content marketing to be focused on trust. And the most effective kind of content marketing outcomes are when people have built enough trust that 
they are excited to reach out to you. You know, they're not kind of feeling like sort of bait and switched or, you know, anything like that. They have built trust with you. They know uh, what to expect from you and they know that you are going to be the best answer to whatever question or problem uh, they are facing. And so what that is, is selling through trust um, by providing valuable content. What does that bring to mind for you, Kelsey? I feel like that whole, I think all like points one through five almost just are like sub points under this one. Like all of those things that we've talked about, playing the long game and providing value and being a human, those are all going to lead you. Most of, most of you listening, most of our clients have goals of selling something, whether that's a service or, you know, you want some sort of action. There's Mm -hmm. no brand that's just like, I exist for nothing. There's always a step you want, you know, your consumer to take. And so you can still reach those goals while letting your content marketing support under there and, you know, bring people in and connect and build trust. And so I think points one through five point right to this is how you commit to selling through trust is doing those things. I love it. That is perfect. All right. So to close out this episode, uh, we just want to say that we believe in you. And, uh, you know, I, as you kind of approach 2023, uh, I know there's like a lot of, I don't know, it can be kind of daunting to approach a new year and, you know, be setting goals for all of those things. But I hope this kind of gives you some clarity around, uh, the goals and kind of perspectives that you should carry towards your content marketing, um, this year, especially. So content marketing is a very powerful tool and, uh, kind of back to, again, that first point, it, it does require the long game to, uh, really be effective, but, We can tell you firsthand that we have seen that long game play out again and again and again for our clients when they are willing to play it. So we are cheering you on this year. We hope you have a great 2023 and uh, we will see you right back here in a couple weeks for the next episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social. So come hang out on Instagram at savagecontent.co or sign up for email updates on our website. All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We'll see you next time.